Okay, we are live now. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, glad that you can make it tonight on ClearProptTV.com, also known as PPG Grandpa's Pair Motor Podcast. And if you just want to listen to it, you can go to PairMotorTalk.org. Tonight's going to be a really awesome podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 115. We got uh, a couple of people on the panel. Let's introduce those uh, people real quick before we get to... Um, do we call you James? James, yes. James Sutherland. Oh, a you. bunch of people call me a bunch of different things, but my friends call me James. Yes. James, that will work. All right, we'll start out with Will Fly, PPG. Will Fly, welcome to the uh, show. Thank you very much for being on the panel. Um, you've been doing some flying lately, bud? Is that what you said on the pre-show? Yeah, I've been doing some flying. Went down to Florida, visited Aviator, and uh, got a couple of flights in. And uh, we were just talking about it for the pre pre-show. I, I try to fly every good weather day there is. I think that's what everybody needs to do. Um, if they want, to, if people want to watch you and your flying shenanigans, uh, how do we get to your YouTube and all that fun stuff? You can find me on YouTube under Will Fly, or just visit WillFlyPPG.com. New video coming out this week. Ooh, Probably. ooh, that's awesome! Do we get a sneak preview? Nope, nope. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Will, for, for being on the panel this uh, evening. We also got uh, Flying Flamingo Jade. What's up? How you doing tonight? Always good to ha see you. And uh, now, oh, you changed your uh, your video. Um, you're still on mute. There you go. Hi, everyone. Um, Eric and I are visiting um, Tony and Angela that are normally in the chat. And... Angela's here. We're trying to set up an iPad for her so she can actually be on some of the shows and be in the background or in the after shows because they are trying to do stuff on their phones at night and we're trying to help them. <laughs> so um, tomorrow night, um, Eric's got a good show because yesterday I got to fly in Nevada um, along with Eric and along with Tony. Tony took his first major flight all by himself um he did some training though with um an instructor out here and we got him up in the sky and uh with a trike buggy that we had our instructor send out to him that him and his brother purchased so we got some i think some video clips on it i was trying to go live yesterday um on facebook and let's see and then wednesday um it's like 60 mile an hour with um, Wednesday we have paramotorgirl.com and girls just want to fly and we've got another skydiver this week Elizabeth Ann and I'm still working on that part of the show right now so yeah sounds like it'll be awesome so make sure you guys go over to ppdlear.com and pp and uh, ppg no flying from no what is yours paramotorgirl.com yeah <laughs> All right, good deal. And uh, thank you very much for being on the show or being on the panel tonight, Jade. We yep. also got Paramom USA, our very own Linda Anderson. What's up? How you doing tonight? Yep, got a pom going tonight. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Flying Flamingo. I love you bunches. I'm glad you're having a good time in your vacay. You deserve it, girl. You deserve it. But thank you so much. I love Monday night. Thanks, James, for being here tonight on Monday. This is my, this is our time to shine, all of us, Monday, right? Thank you, chatters, everybody. And uh, 
Yeah, you can uh, also find me on Thursday nights with uh, my son on paraglidingtalk.com with your host, Robert Michael. So you all got to tune in on Thursdays. You know where to be. We always have lots of shenanigans and lots of cool guests and everything. So thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's all yours. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Linda, for being on the panel. We definitely appreciate you. If you want to be on the show, make sure you get up with Linda Anderson. Just go over to ParamountUSA.com and forward over to her Facebook page and say, hey, I want to be on the show. And she will hook you up. But it's not about right. me. It's not about Linda. This is no. about James. James Sutherland, he's our guest tonight. He's been flying for about seven years. He's flying trikes. And he has a lot of adventures to talk about, including some interesting motor routes. So welcome, James. Uh, glad that you're on the show. You are on mute, so make sure you unmute yourself if you want to chat with us. I know, it's, that mute thing is just crazy. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. So for all the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the Charlie Soap, uh, all the stuff that you've been doing for the last uh, seven years? Um, my name is James Sutherland. I, with my brothers, run a company called Sutherland Products that makes Charlie Soap. And Charlie Soap is a number one or anywhere between number one and number five on Amazon at any given time. time. Um, and I fly paramotors in my off time. And now here recently, that's like what I do all the time. Kind of like you guys fly all the time. Anytime, any chance it's decent. Um, I'm, I'm out there. Um, what, what else do you want to know? I, I, um, I like to make videos. I'm not saying that I'm any good at it. Um, and I like to have adventures on paramotors. So kind of push it a little bit sometimes and I push my equipment and I don't take care of it very well. And it, and it craps out a lot of times. And so I have a lot of engine outs. I can't wait to be talking more about those engine doubts, uh, but very glad that you are here tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a lot of people in the chat uh, tonight, so just want to say hi to uh, you guys out there. Bill H., uh, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, Fine Flamingo, Will Fly, uh, Eric PPG, Lear is there, Tony Marzano, Brian Waller. Uh, welcome, Brian. Glad you made it tonight. Um, Nick Griffith and uh man a lot of people are chatting george um i'm not sure how to say your last name i'm uh, sorry about that but welcome everybody made uh, glad that you're here mad sloper just jumped in also um tonight's going to be great uh james now one of the things that you talked about in your in your uh when we were talking and i want to make sure i don't have something going on in the background right now good i do not uh we were talking about you had a couple of engine outs you had like 16 engine outs, uh, the first 100 flights that you have taken, and then now you're up to about 25 or 26 engine outs. Uh, tell us about the engine outs. Uh, the, you know, uh, it's like, what happened? I mean, is it engine outs because you you uh, ran out of gas? Was it mechanical failure? What happened, bud? Uh, different things. Um, I, I had a, a, one time my starter blew off the case of the motor. I, I have no idea how that happened, um, but the, the starter came in contact with the flywheel, I think, and, and just cracked off of the motor, went through the prop, prop went through the wing, and thank God didn't hurt me, and um, I came down on the street. Uh, there was another time that 
I dislocated my shoulder because I accidentally shut the motor off. And when I went to start the motor, I dislocated my shoulder and I was so mad about it that I winced and put it back into, into place. And the, the doctor said I should have passed out, but I, I guess I'm too stupid to pass out. Um, but anyways, that was another engine out. Um, I don't know how many times my engine has turned off or I've been in a, a, you know, pulling some G's and my maintenance on my motor is not right. And I, it feels like I sucked the gas right into the, you know, gas tank and just right out of the carburetor and it just shuts off. Um, anyways. Wow. Sounds really interesting. Um, I think I've had a couple of motor outs myself had one where I ran out of gas, um, one that the uh, fuel line came off. And then of course the my 19 exhaust broke and went through the prop. So I had a couple myself. Um, thank goodness. No mechanical failures. You are the type of person that looks around a lot to make sure that there's outs, aren't you? I mean, that just seems to be your MO now, right? So now yeah. that you're looking for all these outs, you're like, well, why not I just land there? So tell us about some of these kamikaze landings that you're doing just to land in places that are just crazy now. It's um, it's become a way of life. Well, I mean, you're, we're all supposed to be watching, you know, um, my engine's about to die. Where where should I land? That's kind of like something we should be singing at all times. I think in our heads, if if you know, we're we're usually going up on a day when when we're not going to get a second chance. We're not going to get any thermals to take us back up or set us in a, a place where we want it to be. It's usually going to be down right now. So like we should constantly be running that that game in our head. What you're talking about. Um, yep so but i yeah I, I love to find places that i uh sometimes that i know i'm not going to be able to get out of and I, I i can call somebody to to come pick me up and, and it's just a like a, a badge to say i've landed there um and then there's other places that it's night it's cool to to say that i took off there when nobody in their right mind should take off there or has um well, what, 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 what kind of places are we talking about? I mean, so, so tell us, so what are some of the cool places that you've landed out to, to see if you could land there and some of the places that you uh, landed or, or were trying to just take off from? And um, Okay, so I'm not sure if I'm trespassing. I'm not, I'm not sure about it, um, but there's a place right next to a river probably two and a half miles, three miles from my LZ. And um, there's a, a nice field and a nice place where you can get into the river. And I know one of these days I'm going to fly there, go swimming and then fly away. And so several times last year I flew there, landed and immediately laid the wing out and took my happy ass out of there. Excuse my language. Um, and, uh, there's there's some other places that just are just picturesque fields out in the middle of nowhere where you know you're I mean if you scrub that launch or scrub that landing it's not going to be a pretty thing because you're so far away from anything um, but sometimes it's it's worth like just being on foot in a place that you would never be able to to be on foot um, kind of is you know a thing for me it's kind of like I was saying like it feels like you're Superman. 
Absolutely. I, I love to be Superman. Hey, right. uh, is there any questions in the chat? If you guys are, are out there in Super Chat land and you have any questions for James, just go ahead and put them down there. Uh, Will Fly, is there any uh, questions that uh, that we need to ask James? Yeah, yeah there's, uh, there's one question, but before I do, I want to say, man, James flies more than anybody that I know. And when I first started flying, I would always, I would ask every chance I'd get, Hey, did you fly today? Did you fly today? Did you fly today? And of course the answer was always yes. So I, mean, I stopped asking him that because I do. If anyone's going to fly that day, it's going to be James. And uh, Hey, you remember James that time when we were uh, talking about, I mean, for me, I was kind of new at the time and uh, it was that field and you, you had mowed like, I had a sidewalk stripped down it. You know, you know what oh, I'm yeah. talking about? <laughs> I, I still have it. I mean, I, I still mow that, that X. I, well, it used to be a, just one little, I'd say, car width that they would let me mow. And yeah. so my launches, I, I, I could mow like a little square and this one little strip. And so you had to hit your launches. Otherwise, you're going to end up with like four or five foot wheat. Tall grass, yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And so I, I learned to stick those directions during launch. And sometimes it's not the most pretty thing in the world, as several of my friends will tell you. But I, I don't hurt myself a lot. Knock on wood. Sorry. Um, and uh, I, I constantly work on my taxiing, constantly work on my tax takeoffs and landings. But um, anyways. Yeah, I can attest to that because when you fly, you normally, I don't know, you normally get, I don't know, you get a lot of touch and goes in and a lot of practice and it's not just about the flying. So, yeah, there's something about landing and taking off. That's just like, again, like Superman. I mean, I, I think that I just love Superman when I was little and I was always scared of flying up until I was 37 years old. And, um, I mean, ridiculously scared of it. I would have to get drunk to get on a, a, a commercial flight. I'd have to go to a meeting a day early because I knew I had to sober up uh, to go to the meeting and I was going to have to get drunk on the plane on the way there. Uh, and I'm, I'm not even a drinker. That's the thing. I just had to like get inebriated. And, and just get on this frightful, you know, like experience and just deal with that before I went up into every meeting. And it was it was horrible for me. I mean, I've been flying for, you know, my business for since I was 24, 23 or 22 or something like that. And it was it was horrible until I learned how to fly. And now that I fly, I can't stop looking out the window the whole time when we're flying. You know, when you go on a jet, I don't know if anybody else is like that, but. I don't know if anybody else got into this sport like that. How many of y'all got into this sport to get over a fear? Any of y'all? My man. Excellent. Nick Griffith asked, um, you, what's your go-to wing, and have you ever flown a Luna 2? I haven't flown a Luna 2. Uh, I have two that I fly, uh, a Hadron XX, and a 24-meter, and a 29-meter uh, a Vision U-turn which is a very, very slow wing. Um, and then I've got the Charlie Soap wing, which is a gimmick wing. I mean, it's a, it's a Mac pair of charger on one of the old versions. So it's kind of like a dog. It's, it's, it's not really efficient and it's old. So 
I only bring it out every once in a while, and then I've got my tandem wing. But I, I like my, I like, I would say, I like my vision and my hadron like equally as much. It just depends on the day. Right on. It's like it's like asking if you like your seven iron or your five iron more. You know. Yeah, I got certain situations. I like you know each one of them. I didn't understand that until um, Leah told me all about that, you know, and said, eventually you're going to have more, more than one wing. And, and that's, you know, there are certain days that you want to do certain things and certain conditions that you want to do certain, you know, things with. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually, I have more than one wing because I usually will tear one up, send it in to get fixed. And then I need to still fly. So <laughs> it's that's definitely where it started. That's definitely yeah. where it started. Um, and the U-turn vision, I, I picked that up because I wrecked some stuff. Um, but I like it. I fly the heck out of it. There's something cool about floating. Um, you know, the Hadron is a dart and it'll get the heck out of here. And it's pretty efficient and, and, and all that. And it'll roll like crazy. But the, um, the B-Wing is just, um, you're just floating um, and, and it's something that like I got into flying tandems for tandems. You, you just want to sit there and just kind of do nothing unless they ask for it. Like you're, you know, super chill and, and all of that. And, and it going that slow, just kind of like seeped into my bones. And so that, that 29 meter will slow down. I mean, it feels like it's just creeping along. And if there's any wind, it's you're you're stopped basically. Anyways, yeah, you just come down and land. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I land a lot, like, like an elevator. Yeah, it is nice to to fly a really slow wing because you can land in a a whole lot of different, you know, more different places. Can I ask your weight? I. Uh, I was at like 227 last year, but now I'm at 202, 203. Cool. So you're 202, 203-ish, and you fly uh, what size wing? A 24-meter Hadron on a trike. On a trike. Do you still do you foot launch at all, or are you just trike now? I uh, have only foot launched twice. I foot landed zero times. I would say, oh. um, and I, I, no, that's, that's incorrect. I also, I went to the SIV class and I landed six times that way. Um, and it was like some of the best landings I've, I've ever felt in my life. And so like, I'm really looking forward to going paragliding for the first time, hopefully. In what the SIV? Um, Andrew Fuller, he's the bomb. Um, you demand it of him and he will show up. That's for sure. Um, and he does the same for you. Um, he'll demand it of you. Absolutely. I've I don't, know, a lot I don't of know who's been there. Have, has anyone of y'all been there? Uh, yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Excellent. Yeah. I want to go back really bad. Yeah. Every time you go there, it just seems to be, you know, you just learn that a little bit more. You just feel more and more confident about your wing, about your about your uh, equipment. Uh, every time I get a new wing, I want to go back there so I can learn my new wing. It's it's amazing that I, I fly a 28 meter. Um, all the different 28 meters fly differently. 
when mm -hmm. they collapse, they recover differently, which was very surprising. So mm -hmm. I think it's always good to go to an SIV class every time that you get a new wing and check it out. Yeah, the, the Hadron, you're not, I'm not trying to get, do any collapses with the Hadron. Well, you're just not trying to do that. I don't, I don't think I'm trying to do that. I, I, if I had, uh, I mean, taking that one class with Andrew, I've learned that if I had a collapse with the Hadron, throw the reserve. Hopefully oh, really? pull your brakes first and then throw the reserve. But like, really? right. I mean, it's just, I mean, hmm. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to fix it. He might be able to fix it. A couple of people might be able to fix it, but I mean, um, but it's got its place in it and it's rock solid. I've never had a single deflation. And if I have, it's not been anything that I, I you know, felt like was going to be a big deal. Okay. Um, any questions in the, uh, on the panel? Yeah, any you got questions? a couple, couple more questions. Uh, Brian, Hey, Bale Waller, famous dude is, uh, he wants to know if James has ever traveled anywhere without your, without his paramotor. That trike is nicely in. The, oh, there's a nice trike in the background of it. Wait, that trike fits nicely in the background of it, Dan. It it does. I mean, this is like perfect. So, where's your favorite place you've flown? Favorite place. Um, that's a hard question. Everything's got every place has got like this this perfect little thing about it. I would say. Um, but uh I, I, I don't know pilot mountain was awesome um the ohio thing dave purden's fly in it's killer i don't know if y'all have been there but it's got some really cool places to fly Are you in there yeah he's excited about it um yeah it's a really cool place i don't i don't know if how many of y'all have made it to that one I, I saw JP, you know, screaming and yelling, but he's on mute, so I'm not sure exactly what he said. So, freaking Purdens is the best flying of the year. If you haven't been there, you need to be there. Almost quit. Almost quit paramotoring there last what? year. What? No lie. Why would you say? I, that? I, I had a turnover on a tandem, and this girl was like being introduced to the sport, and my dumbass got excuse my language, got um, caught up in some mud. I want to say that's the reason. That's probably not the reason. I just didn't abort when I should have aborted, and I flipped that trike. I mean, it wasn't – it was bad. I, I stayed up all night basically thinking, should I, should I get out of this sport because I'm going to end up hurting somebody? And then I just forced myself to get, you know, start flying the next morning. But it, anyway, that place is just an awesome place to fly. The, having all like the walls of that canyon, when the wind's coming from either direction, you can kind of like, I don't know, play with that. And first um, off, first off, if you weren't learning something, then you're in a bad place, anyways. We're, yeah. We should always be learning something. Like uh, that, that's a prime opportunity to pick up and learn from something and move on and then, you know, introduce things. And secondly, that place, like every morning you have the fog rolling in off the Ohio river and it's just like, it's, it's uh, beautiful. It's yeah. really beautiful. It's and just so, like what JP? I missed it. Like, oh, okay. It, it's <laughs> unreal. 
a few of my friends here. Will was there. Flying Flamingo. Jade was there. Um, <coughs> it was just uh, every morning. It's like the fog rolls in, and it's like it's like it lifts, and then you can fly around these clouds that that hang above right right over the river. And it's like uh, you know, usually we have these regulations that inhibit us from flying near clouds, but in this case, it's okay, and it's just uh, it's breathtaking. Um, yeah, that place up in Tennessee that they fly is good. Yeah, Moonshiners. Moonshiners. Very similar. Yeah, it's good. You've got yeah. the, the wall of mountains on either side with the canyons. But yeah, uh, that, that introduces like a bowl of turbulence, and the altitude makes for a dairy, you know, very difficult. Um, Just keep, keep pressure. What's yeah. that? Keep pressure. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Turbulence, yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Are, are you talking about like Dave Kearns or are you talking about moonshiners? Moonshiners. Yeah. With with moonshiners the bowls the mountains. It's yeah, moonshiners a difficult tough. place to take off. It's I'm glad place. I'm on wheels with moonshiners. <clears throat> had you been uh, to moonshiners before, James? Was I had not, but I, I did. I, I went this past year. It was awesome. I had a great time. That was actually the first fly-in that I'd been to that I didn't bring my Charlie Soap wing, and I wanted everybody to like see it. I just wanted to see if I would get noticed as a flyer instead of like as an advertiser, because I always like, you know, everybody said, Oh, I know Charlie said, I've seen, I saw the Charlie said wing, but like I wanted to get recognized as somebody that could take off well and, and was flying well, you know, no way, man, I still think your name is Charlie. Like, right. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been wearing a Charlie soap shirt every day for probably the last 25 years or longer. That's awesome. No, you're, you're, don't worry about that, dude. But everybody, everybody knows you. But I, I did, I did spend a whole lot of time flying and trying to get better at flying. I think it's important. I mean, a lot of people get hurt and it's not good. No, absolutely. Like I said, if you're not learning, you know, then what's the point? Not that you need to constantly be pushing the limits, but there's always something to be learned. I, I, I try to, I'm not saying I always do, but I try to approach every flight with a mission to learn something new and to see what, you know, we brought back from every flight and just, you know, apply that to the next flight and then just kind of snowball it. And that's, I, I feel like that's the only way to do it. I remember you saying that before where you, you know, you're taking each flight and you're trying to learn something from it. Honestly, every flight that I do, my mind goes numb. It's just gone. The, you know, um, debt, uh, taxes, uh, work, um, craziness, gone. I just fly and everything is gone. And I'm in the most relaxed uh, place in my life. I mean, it's just the most, it's, it's better than drugs. It feels like it feels like you can go to Neverland anytime you damn well please, and we can just get to fly. Like and, and I, that's the way it feels for me every time. Like like it feels exactly the way I thought it would feel to go to Neverland as a kid. Even better. Yeah, right, and because it's real. And, it's I mean, real. <laughs> and, and Peter Pan, right? Always yeah. chasing his shadow. Right. You can oh. chase your shadow. 
Like, yeah, and I mean, like flying along the. Uh, I have a video of that. Like I was looking for these cows that, have, or this this horse that had gotten out. I think, I think that it it had ended up getting gotten stolen. Um, but we were out there looking for it. Me and a couple of helicopters and some um, ultralight guys. And I was flying low in some pretty sketchy places for the first time. Um, I was just thinking like that Caddyshack um, scene where he's like, God wouldn't strike me down in the best game of my life. You know, like, and so like, you know, I just went down through there. Like I was going to have no trouble, but I remember getting a video of, of the, my shadow perfectly on these, on these woods that I would have never been able to get if, if I didn't kind of make it dangerous a little bit. I know before the show in the pre-show, we talked about a couple of things. One of the things that we talked about is how many states that you've flown. And I think there was a question out there from, was it Brian Waller? How many states have you flown? Yes. So I, I guess since Brian has asked, go ahead and uh, let's not that many. States. Like I was really excited about getting more when I went um, across country, but it was really cold and really windy on the way out there. Uh, it took seven days to get out there to Arizona. I, I went to get my instructor training um, under NOAA. And uh, so I didn't get to fly on the way out there, but I did get Arizona and that adds, um, makes it up to like six or seven. I think six. When you say NOAA, you wouldn't happen to mean NOAA Rochetta. Rochetta. Rochetta, president of the USPPA. Yes, sir. He's, I'm not uh, sure if you know this. I'm not sure if you know this, but. The president of the USPPA follows me on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> he's Famous. a really, really big fan. Famous. So, which, you know, uh, since we're on the subject, if you guys aren't following JP Tulo on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, JP Tulo, now's the time to, to do that. Man, oh, man. I think um, everybody follows you. We just want to see no another. We just want to no see another shame. cat. Pop ya! Hey, that that video just eclipsed. It's been on one point nine for like six months. It just eclipsed to two million views. So, see, see, did you see? I put two million on your wall, so I knew that was going to happen. I that was <laughs> my boys cool, here. These are my boys. I was really excited about my ninety thousand. Until you said two million, <laughs> it's a yeah, cat video. It's TikTok, not even parallel, so it doesn't even count. You don't think? Even... Wait, ninety thousand on what? On YouTube? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's That's not even the same thing. Spectacular! Like, a thousand videos, thousand views on YouTube is like it's coming up. Eighty nine, like it's completely different currency. Yeah, okay. TikToks, right. they they just get views TikToks because you're just, just swiping the through thing. these, you know, 30 second, 90 second, you know, clips and stuff. But, yeah. you know, if you got, how many do you say, James? On 90, that one video, I got 90,000. Almost 90,000? I mean, that now that is incredible. 90,000 <laughs> on YouTube. Yes. You are the man. My friend gave me, gave his, uh, gave his, his, his ability to walk for that video. So I, I guess it's worth that. Um, it's sad. I, I, he, that's what got me into the sport was the subject in that video. My, my friend that got, um, paralyzed, 
Um, I would, I would never have flown if, if he hadn't gotten paralyzed flying, uh, which is weird, but that's what that video is about. It's not about that me and that part of it. It was about him and his paralyzation and all that. Anyways. All right. We are going to, uh, um, all the links are down below, by the way. Um, anybody that's watching this, all the links are down below. You can, this is you, James. Yeah, that's me. 283 subscribers. Look at me, guys. We can do better than that, guys. Yeah. Come on. If you're so in the chat two, and you got, don't follow, uh, you know, that one I'm, I'm super proud of. It was just a stupid little run and, I got 919 views. I was really proud of that. That is awesome, bud. Um, for me, that's a big deal. I know that's stupid, but like, oh, I, I went to go. Yeah. There's a couple of like 1,400 views. I did not know 1,400 people. That's just all I know. But that horrible paragliding accident. I mean, it's clickbait, but it is. It's 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 a good video, I think. So what I'm doing is I'm putting your channel in the uh, the super chat. So this uh, is James's youtube if you go there we got 29 viewers right now if you've got 29 people that are watching this if you can just click his link go there and hit subscribe um he That's will he will make sure that he continues to wash his hands in charlie soap <laughs> hey real quick on that charlie soap um i got some of that uh uh i forgot what it was is um oh shoot what was it it's the one that you recommended to uh to soak your carburetor in when you're cleaning it yeah and I, and I did that and it was amazing it was the cleanest oh, yeah. carburetor is better than uh anything else i've ever used so and it's water-based isn't that weird yeah so so which one did you recommend to to get to actually you know um scrub your carburetor or let it soak in the carburetor oh, Brooke, oh, man. there he is happy um the indoor outdoor cleaner is a indoor one. outdoor yeah 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 yeah. that's it indoor that's outdoor. What and we're coming out with a new one it's going to be called 1001 and it is a revision of or revisiting of my dad's 1975 formula that used to like strip paint and stuff um it's a little bit cleaner than that but more biodegradable and stuff but it'll clean like crazy that's anyway. awesome hey uh real quick plugging. Uh, always plugging there you go um in the super chat just for fun have you guys ever heard of james sutherland before this show and if you did did you know that he was charlie soap or did you know that or did you know charlie soap and didn't know it was james sutherland uh let us know in comments uh in the yeah, super chat when you get the chance i'd like to to know that you got one other question there um in the that's chat. always cool that's always cool to be recognized for charlie so and uh george hey did, you might not have seen this but george abdulnor you said his name but did you know he was from australia yeah i saw that um he said he was from uh melbourne, melbourne. yeah so making the big time sean Spreading, spreading the wings yeah. hey you, you know what that means we we know that there's going to be a tomorrow you know, yep. when Walter or people from ah. Australia jump on, we know that tomorrow's coming. So I'm a very happy camper. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So welcome, George. Tell your friends. Nick said that uh, he says, oh, 
I, he's talking about the beautiful places flown, I guess. He said, what about Franktown, Virginia? Is that chopped liver? Where is Franktown, Virginia? That would have been the, the fly-in. Uh, was, that easy, was that easy pace? No, that's uh, that's Ridgeway, Virginia. Uh, Franktown hmm. is, is that at the beach? No, that's not at the beach. It's there a smaller. There by Virginia Beach last year. Is it at Virginia Beach? Well, I don't know. Nick, tell us in the chat. <laughs> Chop liver. <laughs> I I haven't been um, free to go to a lot of para, paramotor fly-ins um, until I think this year. I'm going to try to hit as many as I can. Um, so bad apples. Yeah, my, my schedule's kind of opened up a little bit. And so Bad Apples has definitely happened. I hit that um, – I hit a couple, you know, yearly, but and that's one of them. But I'm going to try to hit as many as I can this year. That's awesome. Well, for sure, I'll be at Bad Apples. I don't care if I have to turn the world upside down and be in Australia. I will be at Bad Apples. Um, I see Brooke, Brooke join us. Welcome, Brooke. Um, we also – not only are we not only are we streaming live to YouTube, our audio is going to be uploaded to our podcast, our audio podcast, which is all over, the, uh, all over. And we also live stream the audio. And uh, we actually got someone, uh, the Wrap It Up podcast, uh, shared our podcast and is and is listening to us right now live. Uh, welcome to the show. If you need anything, just just uh, let us know, and we will ask questions to the guest or just ask questions. Thank you for joining us. So, Thanks, so we got, uh, we got lots of people that are listening to us now. And of course, later on, uh, after the, after the fact, they'll be listening to us Memorex, I suppose, mm -hmm. uh, all over the place. Uh, matter of fact, we even stream on Amazon music, go figure. I didn't even know that you could do that. Uh, Angela, welcome. I see you there. How you doing? Good to see you. Um, so anyway, was there any other questions uh, from the panel members or in the chat? I don't see any in the chat, but I had a question for him and uh, you mentioned it. So what what's on your agenda for flying this year? Have you planned it out? Um, I haven't. Um, I uh, I've got some just some stuff going on here in town. Um, I'm hoping to fly as much as I did last year. Um, but as far as fly-ins, um, bad apples, and after bad apples, I, I don't have any plans necessarily, but I'm going to let pretty much anything happen that, that can happen, happen. Did you say you want to do Dave Purdens again? I definitely want to do Dave Purdens again. See, the last two years, um, what was it, three years, um, they've always been emotional. Uh, one, one year – on my way home, I my one of my old friends died, and I heard about it. Um, and then the next year, it was uh, my father. I heard that he was um, coming. He he came down with pulmonary fibrosis, and that he was going to pass away. And that was his birthday. It was on his birthday. And so the next year, I, he he said, "You're going to be upset if you miss that that fly-in." So I went up there, and I, I went for a, a day or two. Um, and, I, and I had to cut it short just so I could make it make it to his last birthday. Uh, he passed away this past past year. Sorry to hear but, about that. But anyway, yeah, well, I mean, he's 
he was a pilot and he always wanted to be a be me to be a pilot. And when I got to show him that I was a decent pilot, he was really proud. And so, I mean, it was, it was fulfilling, you know, anyway, I'm going to try to stay upbeat about that. I understand. I understand. Um, let's talk about the copper mine. You said that on the pre-show that you love this copper mine because you're able to fly and all of a sudden it opened up and it was amazing. Tell us about that experience. It was just, you know, well, as you fly more and more and more, you get to the point where everything's kind of humdrum and there's not a lot of fear left and, and you're just, you're flying and bumps don't even bother you that bad. Um, and, and you're, you're always, um, I don't know, kind of level-headed about everything. But when I went over that copper mine, you're, you're flying along and it's, I guess, because it's so flat for so long, when you finally get there and you're, you're flying along and it drops away from you, it, it was just, it just, my stomach, oof, it was scary. It was like the first time that it's been scary in a while. And I, I was talking to Matt Minyard before I went there and I was telling him that I was going to do a barrel roll inside it. And I, I was so excited. I was going to do this thing on a trike. And he was like, man, I want to be there. And he, he wasn't there. But as soon as I went over, I was at least going to do a wing over down into it. And the weirdest feeling came over me. And I said, you know, I'll probably have an engine out my stupid luck this year. And so I'm not going to do it. And then sure enough, two flights later, I, my, I had an engine out. My engine just melted down. Um, it's a, a Bellini 250. And, and I'm sure you all have heard about the pistons seizing up and melting down in the 250s. Anyways, that's that's it. That's my story. I, I, I actually, um, you know, I, I got a, a Skytap Angel paramotor with a Moster 185. Uh, okay. It's a, a foot launch, but I also have the opportunity of bolting it on uh, to something similar like the retractor trike, but it's made, I think it's made more for that particular model of, uh, of um, uh, foot launch. So I was wondering when you fly your trike, is it like, I mean, tell us more about your trike. I mean, the trike that I fly is just a bolt on trike to my foot launch machine tell me a little bit about your your trike that you have right now actually yeah i always fly the like the tiny trikes um so i haven't flown the retractor trike um but my power to fly trike with the 185 is a foot launch unit that is bolted onto a calibri and my um pap is a um it's gonna have a thor 303 on it now but it's still a foot launch unit that's sitting on their rolling trike and so that's my tandem unit um and but it can be a tandem or a single and i wore that thing out on a single last year with you know it doesn't have the extra seat and the handlebars and all of that weight when you're just flying a single so you get the 250 with all the thrust but no weight and um i flew i flew a, an 18 meter snake on a trike and it was it was phenomenal it was like flying a flying a, I don't know, like a fighter jet. It was awesome. So that's interesting. So you don't actually have a trike devoted just to trike. You got a foot launch with the trike bolt on type of things. Yeah. Swing arms. That's interesting. Well, I, I, 
I think that it's necessary. Brooke will will um, argue with me because he he flies the the e, is it EOS? What is it called? Is it yeah, e? Brooke? You're on mute, Brooke. There you go. The Eco Two. Eco Two. Eco Two. Yeah. So it's a big old unit. So so Brooke, uh, you you teach um, trike and stuff, and you have different types of trikes available. Uh, just for people out there that don't know the different types of trikes, like I said, I got a foot launch that has a bolt-on trike, kind of like the um, the retractor trike. What other ki- type of trikes are out there, uh, Brooke? Well, there's so many different types. At this point, there's bolt-on trikes. There's bolt-on trikes that retract. There are dedicated solo trikes, dedicated tandem trikes, trikes that take spreader bars, trikes that aren't trikes, they're quads. I mean, they've got a million different kind. Um, I guess the big difference you see is either the high hang points with the big bars or you see swing arms. Um, at this point, I, they're just, there's so much stuff out there. It's hard to, it's hard to quantify it all. But um, I, I like the big roll cages and I like the big fixed hang points. Um, James likes the more minimalist swing arms and it's a, uh, it's just personal preference. We, when we're hanging out personally, we're always arguing back and forth. Oh, I like this or I like that better. But uh, it's all about um, what you're most comfortable with today uh, and what works for you. Absolutely. So I, I don't think that I don't think that Brooke has any less fun on what he flies than I do on what I fly. I mean, yeah. there's you know we all have a ball. I mean. I know that's for that for a fact. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys are flying foot launch and you don't want to get a trike that's a solely dedicated trike, you can always get yourself a bolt-on and uh, like the retractor trike. Brooke, do you sell the retractor trikes? Are, are there certain um, brands that you sell as far as the bolt-on ones? Uh, yeah. I mean, depending on what motor you are purchasing at, at your training or um, if you have a, an existing motor, um, for the existing nitros um, and Mavericks, the retractor clamps on. I think it might also do the Skymax. Um, and then we've got the Calibri for all the power-to-fly stuff. For the Parajet, they just released um, their clamp-on trike that goes on the Maverick. And then Fly Products has the Foxy trike. So it seems that most all the modern manufacturers have their kind of uh, foot launch a clamp on conversion that you can get and yeah we sell them all um ultimately uh, we want you to get what you want but um i personally like a lot of protection on a trike i like a big wide wheelbase i like roll bars like i said um and that just that's what steers me towards uh purchasing certain units or, or uh recommending them the um the calibri is a is a little heavy to be a bolt-on trike, but it is bulletproof. You can straight fall out of the sky onto that Calibri and it won't bend, it won't go anywhere. Um, I, I know it's a little bit more of an expensive bolt-on trike, but it it's and it's heavy, which will kind of bump up your you know need for bigger wings and stuff like that. But but it's it is a bulletproof wing. I mean bulletproof trike. No doubt. 
Every time you said bulletproof, I'm thinking about bulletproof coffee. Hey, if you guys are in the chat uh, and you've just foot launch, and uh, have you ever thought about getting a bolt-on type of trike for your foot launch? If you do foot launch and you do have a bolt-on trike, let us know also in the super chat if that's what you do. Uh, very interesting to to learn more about this. Um, I need I need to learn foot launching. Yank. Wait. What? Are you anti foot launch, James? Me? No, I'm not yeah. anti. I'm not anti foot launch. I just I have a bad knee, and um, I know that my wing. I think my wing handling skills are, are good enough to, to foot launch. Um, but I'm. Well, you did the SIV, and you said that you that you landed perfectly when you're. When yeah, you well, there was a up. lot of fear there. There was a whole lot of fear there. Um, left. I didn't think there would be. I had something like 600 flights going into that SIV class. And like, I shouldn't have had that much fear, but I, I had a whole lot of fear. Everybody that was there will tell you that like, they got two runs before I even got my first one. Um, and, and I was really slow to get at bat. I was, I'm, I tiptoe into everything I do. And that's, it's taken me a long time to get to what I do. We, we've got uh, Yankee Paramotor in the chat. He says it's not a bolt-on trike; it's a strap-on trike. Is mm. there a difference? Does that mean? <laughs> Shut up, JP. <laughs> uh, that's what he said. I... He didn't say that. They're uh, they're they're not. I guess they're pin-on trikes, aren't they? Pin-on. So pin-on because it's not actual. It's a like a clevis pin or a. Yeah. You know, something similar to what would hold on your, you know, your hitch receiver on the back of your pickup truck. It's, it's like. Well, I know, know the um, the PAP rolling trike uses two little pins that hold it in. Um, and anyways, I hope that's what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, who knows? That's what he's talking about. who knows? Maybe we're maybe there's something out there that we don't know that's actually a strap on. Uh, paramotor Ooh. trike that we've Ooh. never seen before so i don't know maybe there is um there i know mine he was working on one isn't he he Sorry. is he is an, an open source uh a strap-on that that will strap on any the strap-on of all strap-ons it is yeah, what he, uh this could get some traction this yeah, could man. get some traction i really think that he um he you know in the room we'll be able to put that together sense Yankee paramotor, Yankee paramotor, you know, come on in. Let's talk about strap ons. Let's Heck yeah. uh, <laughs> come on in. Come on down. 40. Yeah, like we just hit the um, the most viewers right after that. Yeah, I mean, hey, people want to talk about strap on paramotors. Yeah, um, we just got a new person that's that's uh, jumped on. Martin has joined our audio. Uh, live stream so welcome martin, martin. what's up martin and martin uh, in yeah. martin, martin's like well, i thought this was paramotors what are we talking about strap-ons for <laughs> strap -on no, i do love to talk paramotors though no if you think about it though every time you strap a paramotor onto your back though like the feeling the of freedom that you get it's yeah. just like <laughs> on See, I, don't, I don't ever have to put it on my back like y'all do uh, and and i, I yeah. love it i'll I love not having to put it on my back. Okay, so how do you get yourself clipped into your particular trike? Um, I just I, I sit down uh -huh. um, on the paramotor, 
put my hands through the the you know the shoulder straps click in both legs like you guys do except i'm sitting down do my waist strap do my chest strap and i'm ready to go except i don't have it i don't have to put stuff on my back and, and i know actually brooke showed me uh, showed me the first time that i've ever wanted to fly and not been able to fly and he was able to fly. And it was like the first time as a, a trite guy that I've ever been in that situation. And Brooke, you know what I'm talking about. It was really high winds that day. And like, I don't even know if you had any business being out there. I know I didn't have any business doing it. Um, and anybody flying that day, Judson didn't have any business doing it. It was really dangerous. But still, I think I could have done it if I knew anything about foot launch and had that, you know, that skill set. I, I, but I'm right now I'm, I'm scared of it. I'm scared of foot launching. And, but up until that point, I could do pretty much a, a forward launch in anything that most people will fly in. Except that day showed me that I need to, I need to do foot launch and I need to be able to do that. If you I ever do take, a reverse part of everything, you know, take part in everything. So. Have you done a reverse on the trike? I'm I haven't done a reverse on the trike. I've done a reverse deflation on a trike. If that counts. Um, what what do you mean done, by that? Um, I've come in in some pretty high winds and not really known how to, to like deflate the wind. wing. And so what I do is I'll like I'll I'll come in um, upwind and then turn the 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 trike really quickly around and okay. 180 degree and then just kind of like just whip bring it. The wing down in front of me whip it good. okay that's yeah. basically the same thing yeah right and so i can do the inflate the deflation but i've never done an inflation like so i mean reverse basically yeah. right yeah i mean I, I think i could do it I, i've just never had the the, the, the thing is I've having the, the 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 right conditions to do yeah, it the, the biggest condition that i haven't had is not having an audience yeah every, every chance that, that i you up. do it i'm like man i'm not going to do this in front of everybody no. not my no, first that, time yeah so. no. when you when you go fly especially since you're in a trike i assume that it's mostly nil wind or very low wind when you're taking off is that correct uh no uh, i would say that uh on average or no most of the time i, I mean I will, I will fly every time that it's nil wind for sure um pretty much every time and I don't care how cold it is or whatever. Um, but I will go higher winds nowadays. I mean, I, I'm, I'm up to the point where 10 mile an hour, I'll, I'll still go flying. All right. You got to tell me how you do 10 miles an hour, not doing a reverse. Brooks, Brooke, you've seen it, hadn't you? <laughs> it's awesome to have him. You, <laughs> you just got to be ready to roll backwards. You do. How far do you roll backwards? Because when I when I'm okay, I got the you're not you're not going to roll any. Well, you shouldn't roll any further backwards than the wing was done right, done correctly. Yeah, he just saw showed it, and so you're 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 you know, or or like that. So you're you know? not worried about tipping backwards and kind of like turtling or anything, or I guess well, what you I do guess is you, I I see what I do is, is I, I put the trims out to a just 
a little fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say fast enough to where I can still use the brakes, but, but there it's trimmed out as, as, I mean, especially for high, high winds for launch at the edge of what I can do, I would put it up to like, say, you know, the faster and the minute that I hit it, the wing will come up. And as soon as like, I can see that it's got any momentum going forward, I'm deep in the brakes and hard on the gas and like making sure that that thing stops ahead of, you know, on top of me. Okay. Anyways, I don't don't know if that answers that question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I'd got the, uh, the trike thing just for early morning mill wind. So I got nil wind. I'll take the trike out, bolt it on and do a early morning, you know, nil wind. I can, you know, go forever, you know, on the ground. I don't have to run forever, which is great. Um, and then later on when it uh, picks up where I go do some midday flying, I'll just unbolt it and, you know, go out and fly. But I've, I don't think I've ever done any high winds. Triking. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I, I do it out of necessity. I just, I don't think that I want to unbolt my power to fly from the Calibri all the time. That's never, I mean, when I first got into, making a trailer for my trike and I didn't have to take anything apart. And just like a foot launch guy could like show up to the field, pull it off the trailer and go fly. Like it was just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, I, after that happened, I never wanted to take it apart again and do more foot launching because I was so, I was, I was quick enough, you know, getting in the air that I didn't need to do that. Um, and then it got to the point where everybody said, you never foot launch. And so now it's gotten to be a, a thing. Well, you're anti-foot launch is what I heard. Right. Like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's as if I'm anti-foot launch, but I'm really That's not. I last time said. I hung out with Brooke, I was talking about doing, I mean, last time I was at Aviator, I talked about doing my first foot launches down there. I just, it never, it never came to fruition. This is 2022, man. James, <laughs> I can't believe you are anti-foot launch. Right, James. You can't say things like that. You can't say things like that. That's no, that's, that's sacrilege. But I have taken off in some places that a foot launch guys would would struggle. Um, and and it's all about technique. Tell me this though. It is. Uh, tell me about the artwork that adorns the inside of your van. Yankee uh, Paramotor says that uh, it's a psychedelic collage or mosaic. Uh, of tapestries what's what's that all about he's trying to change the subject jp that's that was his attempt i'm a a, a boring guy and i just need my walls filled up with a bunch of crap you can see um i constantly keep oh everywhere this looks like a like a 16th century uh you know it's something from my grandparents uh back of notre dame sort of i've looked it up a thousand times it's like the the death of Socrates or something like that. Wow. Um, a couple of other things in the chat, uh, if you want to catch up, it's uh, Franktown. Nick says was uh, it was it was Virginia. It was the Outer Banks, Virginia? Yeah, yeah. I really want to hit that one sometime, but it said it was like the same year as or same time as Pace. Hello, lady. And uh, Hot Buttered Productions was asking if that's Akchen mine you were talking about. Yes. Yes. Akchen. 
What a cool name. Yeah, it is pretty uh-huh. cool. And one more. Resurg- That's a great place out there. Eric PP. No, wait. Well, there's two more. Um, Eric PPG Lear wants to know how does the public get one of these cool Charlie soap shirts? Um, if heads will roll if uh, they're not available on charliesoap.com right now. Right. So you just let me know. I, we can look it up and see if see if charliesoap.com has them. But I, I've I've asked that they be. And do you want to see it? Yeah. So time will. I washed well, mine in Charlie's soap. You washed it, and you ought to see it. <laughs> you ought to see it. <laughs> you ought to see it. Oh, they yeah. They, okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to share, but yeah, on charliesoap.com, they've got the Charlie soap shirts for sale for seventeen bucks. Right on. Well worth it. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, that's what it's about. I'm looking in the chat. Uh, Bill H says yes, he has a homemade trike. I bolted on most paramotors. I foot launch mostly. Um, PPG the other Nick says, oh, I think he was talking to somebody else. I finally got a one wheel. Oh, okay, well, good, good. I'm glad that you got a a one wheel. Uh, the Parajet trike is sweet but does not do tandem says nick griffith um moto fly guy i love my tandem trike i would love i, I want to get a tandem trike i need to get my tandem i love the i love my setup that um isn't a tandem all the time it's just a tandem when i want it to be a tandem i love that setup um I know it, it seems like a lot of work to do when you want to do tandems, but I'll just love it. Um, oh, wow. That's on Amazon, too. This is crazy. It looks like like a real thing. Like It is a real <laughs> thing. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like, no, it's that's like, awesome. Thank you. It looks like professional and stuff. Like, it's it very is. professional. <laughs> Where's the parameter? You know, grass stains. Like, you know, like, uh, this is what it's for. The, um, the parameter, like... Uh, my life hasn't been, um, and you know, really, they don't want to, they don't want to spotlight me. I guess they're spotlighting the products. I, I, I guess. Like that's, that's I guess. We care about you, like huh. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, there YouTube. You Look scroll, at scroll, scroll down, scroll down. I mean, if you want to go through this, I'll, I'll show you some cool stuff. Um, yeah, show us, show well, us. Well, go, go back up, there, like right, right up at the top of the page, I think um that might i don't know where where you can buy it you can become a retailer like yeah. a dealer of charlie yeah. soap like hey man want some? all right some charlie soap. i got you i got you scroll, how many grams do you need like i got you <laughs> blog about blog about charlie soap our philosophy our commitment man that's a real yeah. thing yeah it's my that's whole life awesome Look at oh, this. Brian Waller said, buy it from Amazon. Go to smile.amazon.com and yes. donate to Resurgence. Yes, yes Brian, you can give Please. to Charlie Soap and you can give to Resurgence all by buying from Amazon. I don't know. Great I don't know friend. if y'all, uh, how much Resurgence means to y'all, but it's a huge thing for me. Um, every chance I get, I, I tell people, go to smile.amazon.com and you can register resurgence as your your charity and 
they will give you a percentage of every everything you buy goes to resurgence it's just like it costs you nothing i'm pretty sure that i was at the end of my rope when i decided to do the scariest thing in my whole life and get into paramotors and and um and it changed my whole world and changed my outlook on everything and um if if resurgence is able to do that with guys with ptsd and the people you know with um you know lost limbs and stuff and i mean i I know that it's worth it and i know that it works and i know that it changes people's heads and, and it changes people's like whole mindset and everything um, changes their world. So I, I don't know if you're into PPG or whatever it is, resurgence PPG, but look into them. They're the bomb. Absolutely. Can we get Todd in here? Yeah, they, they do a lot of cool stuff. Speaking I, of it's which, it's a privilege to be around those guys. You know, resurgence, I don't know hang out with them. But. Resurgence PPG Todd is asking James about the weather during the VFW event with Darren. It was a little nasty, wasn't it? Um, but we got to fly midday. We we flew. That was awesome, actually. It was, I don't know, it was on until late. Weren't we flying until noon or something stupid? Tell me in the chat. This my, is where my memory is up the best it should be. Oh, you know. Oops. Go back. All right, scroll down to the product, scroll down like on that page accessories is where you go. There it is. Oh, man, not just shirts. Look at that. You can even get a koozie. Hand sanitizers. JP, that bag is you, man, right there. For for the people that are listening to us. I like it. JP, for the people that are listening to us, what is the uh, .com that that we're looking at right now? www.charliesoap.com charliesoap.com charlie's soap yep. not charlie's soap it's spelled well, either one i one think S. either one gets directed so does it both yeah. go okay perfect there was a uh, a moment there where somebody wanted to sell us the two s's yeah they, they will grab you for... by the cojones and charge you for that <laughs> Don't put a uh, an apostrophe in. I noticed that messes it up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That, that was a fun time when he said he wanted a hundred thousand dollars for that that website, and I said, "This is the deal." I, I was like, "How much do you pay for it?" And he goes, hundred and fifty bucks." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, so um, I'll give you fifty dollars." I'm my man, and you just you can hand it over. Thank you. That's and he goes, he goes, he goes, no, um, I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a substantially amount, you know, a, a st- substantial amount more. And I was like, all right, sweet. I'll give you $25. It's going. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he goes, and he goes, he's like, this is insulting. I was like, well, I was like, how's this? Use it. I'll sue you. Sell oh, it. I'll sue you. Right. Idea. This has my brand name on it. Yeah. Sorry. I'll give you $10. The next thing you know, like we both had lawyer fees and all that. And he was out way more than me. Anyways, it's a stupid little story, but don't try to take from people. It's horrible. Sure. That's for no reason at all. Like, did he have any claim to it? Like, None. It he just bought it. To him? He just, he was just opportunist. Yeah. Opportunist. Absolutely. 
I'm right. a jerk. What a jerk. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Mm -hmm. JP, we need the thumbnail. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Um, I can do that. I'm the, you know, I'm the PR. I got to remind you about stuff like that. PR, this. public relations, Linda, in the chat here. Hang on. Right. Wait, get Angela. Get Angela over Angela. here. Angela. Angela. Yeah. We don't want to look at here. her ceiling. Angela, jump in so you can be in our little chat. Oh, All right. Okay, we'll take you. Let's close my door real quick. <laughs> Holy, what? Angela, you got bald and All gray. Right. Hey, I home. am not okay. Angela, but I want to know. Obviously. How, <laughs> how do you get a Charlie soap shirt? Oh, my God. They just took there it is. that. So why you do it? So how do we get a Charlie shirt? Uh, Charlie soap shirt. Oh my God! Where have you been? They're right there on the line. Okay, I was I was talking <laughs> on the phone. Sorry. Where did Jade go? Now we can't get a thumbnail. Jade's gone. Oh, oh my God! I purposefully. Now Brooke is gone. Oh my goodness! But you send me your address. Send me you your address. Everyone to squeeze. Everyone squeezing. <laughs> oh, I get to be in a picture. I'm finally yes, here. Yes, a thumbnail. Good Lord. Where's Eric? I know. <laughs> I know. Eric come can on, like squeeze everyone. next to Jay. There Eric. you go. Eric, come on. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, okay. That we, we don't know that in thumbnail, Eric. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, All right. Get there, Tony. Tony, get in there. Everybody. He is. Three, two, one. <laughs> Wait, one, two. Uh, one, two. <laughs> is it horrible? <laughs> Perfect. My guy. Oh, I thought he was. Oh, who's John Elson? Let's try to love it. I love it. Y'all want to hear some some tragic? I mean, this is this is my life for the past week. What? This what? or Talk actually for the past six months. This this is for this, you. This is like a, a metaphor. Okay. I bought a windsock. Love the windsock. It's about um, it's a twenty foot windsock. Has a cool, you know, color to it and all that. And I drove away, and the this tree at my LZ took out my windsock because it it attaches to my van, and so it just bit back, oh, no. destroyed fifty dollar windsock. So I went to Amazon, ordered a new windsock, went out to the field. Use my other, um, the actual windsock part of it, or you know, I had the pole bent and um, I lost the windsock in the tree, I couldn't get it down, and so I'm using the, my other windsock. And the very next time I went out to that same LZ, I drive away and the tree bends the damn thing over again. Oh man, and, uh, I lost another one like right after it, and that that's sort of like my the way my PPG maintenance goes. <laughs> I think get you one of them 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 metal wood wind socks. They're they're a little stronger, man. <laughs> so yeah, there's no that. way anything could take that tree. <laughs> I was going like 25 miles an hour. Anyways, chop chop down that tree. Get rid of the tree. There you go. And then you always have your wind socks. Oh yeah. lord. Eventually, a bridge would have gotten it, or a, a I don't know, <laughs> pole or something. Like. We got to go fund me for James for a windsock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do need a windsock, though. I do need a Charlie Soap windsock. Yeah. That's what it said on idea. I'll eventually have something like that. 
I'd buy one. I don't need, I don't need one, but I would buy one just because. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Yeah. Merchandising. I'm good. I can up the sales for you, James. Come on. Anything you can do, I will appreciate it. <laughs> I, oh, I've been selling. I know. I know how to do that. <laughs> I've been selling soap since I was eight years old. So you've just been squeaky clean all your life. Though. I wouldn't say that. I would definitely say <laughs> that I was not that not squeaky clean. Um, Pirate in the chat said James sells to clean this powder. But Just Alice says it um, wants to know how long does it take to put on and take off a retractor trike or one of those bolt-on um, trikes? So Just Alice says it takes me five to ten minutes to change over when I'm solo. Um, Bill H said mine takes about five minutes to take off the trike. Um, I like my glasses, cute, huh? Cool. And let's see. Good. About fifteen minutes. Fly baby, fly. PPG says it takes about two minutes. Oh, it just moved out of the. I don't, I don't know. Something just happened. Oh, about two minutes to take apart and ten minutes to put together. Um, anybody else so you always yeah, I just don't like lifting and so like all of you guys that are foot launchers you're so used to like lifting your unit and like getting it on like at all and to put it onto the trike or to pull it off of the trike you actually have to lift that paramotor up off the ground and that's just not something i want to do I, I can't really get into that and I know that that's lazy as hell, but like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to roll it out of my van. I'm going to roll it back in the van. I, I, I don't like to lift a whole lot of stuff if I don't have to. And y'all are used to it. And so like a five minute putting it on a trike is not a big deal. You know, you can just lift it on there and, and all that. Do you keep yours? It. Do you, you keep yours together? I mean, you don't unbolt it yeah. to put in your, in your thing, right? You keep it together all the time. Yeah. It just rolls just push it up in there um hey, gotta do what works for you that's what i think yeah you know, I'm, 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 there's no hatred there it's just i don't, no. I just don't do, i don't just don't do yeah. it um and i probably won't i mean i don't know maybe if i got an adam 80 and like a really light a cage or something i just i don't know used to have a bad back and i fixed it and i don't want to hurt it again I don't blame you. Totally understand. It's eight fifteen. We've already been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. I forgot mm -hmm. to ask you in the in the pre-show. How long do we have you for? I mean, how uh, long how, however long. No, I mean, you don't I, want to say that on this show. <laughs> I, I no. guess until my I guess until my wife tells me I have to get off of here. Um, I, I don't want to keep her up. She's uh she's actually mm. got some surgery this week. So. Oh no. Yeah. Hey, can we get? your input just on one thing real quick what's up real quick i just want to see what you think of this it'll be it'll be quick share it share it share it not turning out to be quick man that's yeah. what she said <laughs> did y'all see that yes oh, we yeah. We were talking about that all day long today. Yeah, on this. my phone was like burning up today. What happened? So we have a couple of tandem pilots out flying around 
And yeah. uh, this guy is uh, is um, flying with this person. Uh-huh. And there's another tandem pilot, which is oh, above God. him. And, whew, oh, God. So if you are listening to this podcast, make sure you go. Ah, over look to, at him. He went head over heels. Sorry. Head over heels. Make sure you go to clearproptv.com so you can watch this. Um, and it's all over the place. Uh, what, what's the name of it? What is it called? And that, like, is there any, I'm sorry, but is there any excuse for that? Because a tandem pilot should be the top of the damn awareness scale. Is that, am I, am I wrong? Well, and, well, and, well, continue, well, continue it, uh, JP, because now you got the other pilot's um, view, the one that yeah, actually hit him right that after. That was that. A, a screen share, Sean. And I, yeah. I don't mean to pull anybody out, but Brooke, am I wrong right there? Do you think I'm wrong with that? Can I tell you a secret before? It's hard to see. Anything, is that the, the pilot that hit him was another tandem pilot. with? The that's pilot. what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I'm saying this is no excuse. No. This is some no. European stuff, man. Well, <laughs> one that, okay, know. so I can, like, call them out. And they're never going to see me. No, I'm never going to punch you in the face. Unless... Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can break my nose again and survive. So what was the name of that um, clip, just in case somebody wants to uh, see it? Tandem, tandem paragliding crash slash detail. Videos, photos. Um... Yeah, so two tandem pilots with a passenger were flying. One tandem pilot above was doing some big wing overs or some sort of acro and came down and clipped the other tandem pilot. And the other tandem pilot that got clipped had to throw a reserve. So we were talking about what is a good, when should you throw a reserve? So that was one of the things that we talked about also. Um, When to carry reserve, you know, even if you don't you know even if you fly straight and you don't do any acro should you have a reserve because something like this could happen i mean i saw one video where this guy was just flying mind his own business and a big big bird got caught into his lines and he went down so okay we got this uh going again can you maximize that i i have to admit that i have not flown with a reserve on my my tandems and the only reason is most of my tandems have been first flights and most of those first flights do not want to go high. And I, I feel like it, it wouldn't be worth. Oh, here's uh, something I didn't even notice. Yeah. So, wing collapse. He had a there. little bit of a frontal. He had a little yeah, bit of a frontal that. right there before anything else even happened. Well, watch was, if you see what he's doing, that. He, it also looks like he's doing some uh, whip stalls. You know, he's uh, pulling down the brakes, he's stalling, letting it up. So he's doing some whip stalls like like dolphins if, if he had a, a motor. But he was doing some whip stalls right before that happened. Yeah. So maybe he thought maybe that happened to him. But also, too, at the very end of this video, you can also see that it snapped some lines. Let's all talk crap about him because we we're know not, he's overseas. What is that upside we're, down we're, right there? Was that... Did Boom. you see it up there? That was that him upside down? Yeah, that was with a tandem? The other tandem guy. The other tandem tandem doing a, they shouldn't be doing acro with another person. Did you see pilot. him upside down? It was a top yeah, left. You're, you're gonna you're gonna see his point of view at the second half of this video. Watch this. Watch him. Watch him. Like you can see in the top left that dude going nuts. See, he's doing. Whip, looks like he's doing some whip there, and then all of a sudden, this guy comes through and. 
All right, watch it. Oh, there he is. You see him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's about to do a barrel roll and come down even further. Watch this. I guarantee he did a barrel roll right there. With the passenger. With yeah. the That's what took the wing. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. So timing. my thing was, is that right now, the pilot is reaching for his reserve. Yeah, he's got a twist in the risers. He's got a twist, but a full wing. He has a 100% full wing right now. But but look what happened. Go back to, to when he actually got hit. Watch his hand on that side that got hit. And remember, it got hit so hard that a line snapped. So watch his hand, his right hand, when that happens. Yeah. He's, he's holding it apart. So go back to, to right before the, the hit. Oh, I, I, I can't keep going back. It messes up the thing. Okay, so. So he, yeah, all, right, there. So right, bef- right as it's hit, his hand is whipped back into his face almost. So it, it gets hit hard. See, it's hit hard. His, his hand goes back. He doesn't know what the hell just happened. Now yeah, he's facing face forward right and upside down. So right now he is definitely facing down towards the ground. Scary. He's got a passenger and something. He lets lets go. Let's go. Going for the reserve. He's going for the reserve because he's facing the ground. But my thing was is that he has 90% of his wing open and flying right now. And what I was always taught, what I was always taught in training was that if your wing is flying, let it fly. Fly the aircraft. Right, but is that with the with the is that with the passenger? I mean, what, what's what's the rules for for your tandem exemption? If you, if you throw if you throw reserve, you you are you 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 want to not do that at all costs because you are giving up the flying wing that is you know in the air right now. You could throw that reserve into your wing and have no wings at all. You could have no wings by throwing that. Um, and there's I, I, it looked a little quick for him to do that. I'm not gonna judge him though. Uh, I'm just that's that's my thing. He throws it like right away. He he he, and like I said in the chat, is that you know it's easy to judge sitting here how, on how, my arse. Can you go back and tell how how high they are? You, it, you, it looks they're they're kind of low, probably less than 1,200 feet, maybe. Yeah. They're in the mountains. Go, go um, to, go forward. They look, on it. They look really low. Go yeah. forward and show the the second, you know, the glider above the tandem guy, and you can see how high he is and how low Wait, he is. He's upside down right there. I the did. Started in roll right there. Does anyone right. notice how she is not letting go of that freaking GoPro? No, dude. I wouldn't either. Smiling like she has no idea what's going on. <laughs> she's dude, like she's a champ. She is a champ. Yeah, I think he made the right call. I mean, I hate to say they're it, both yeah. alive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think. Well, I, I also do paramotor but, tandems, and paramotor tandems are this is a different protocol. I'm it sure. didn't get real bad until he threw the reserve. That's what picked him up and put him over the passenger. Which I that that's the only. The thing that I have is that throwing the reserve introduces another level of. That's why we don't send you know students up with reserves because you're afraid that they're going to throw them just for a simple <sighs> asymmetric collapse, a frontal collapse, you know anything 
just a little bit of turbulence, you know, and I, I think this was 100% recoverable. Um, just a simple line twist before all that happened. And but he does, like but, he I does said, have, but he does have a line that was snapped. It shows at the very bottom. There is a line that snapped. there's like 31 other lines, you know, I think so. that's one of the, the least um, focused on aspects of paramotoring is the reserves. I just don't think people focus on it as uh, enough. Um, okay, so, so this, this is the other tandem passenger that hit him. Yeah, so this is them. And I don't know when he starts These doing two his guys digging around. All right, so here he goes. He's just, he's going to look. He's like, they're down there. Watch this. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. All right. Let's do some so wingy dingies. Yeah, let's just go like a good solid. Look at him jerk that. Yeah. Right here is when he gets like mean with it. Yep, right, right there with that right one. Yeah, and then he gets and like Superman, and this is it right here. He hits him. He's got a oh, oh, he said, whoops. Oh, he's not even on their wingtip. He's full on more than 50%. Why would he have done that last little run? It looked like he was spiraling. Yeah. What's he doing spiraling? Who does? I mean, who does spirals? And you can kind of see how high they are now. Brooke, do you do spirals? I'm messing with you. You know I'm messing with you. Well, when you're <laughs> when you got a when you got a passenger, you know, you're talking about a lot more G-force on your carabiners, on your lines. So I mean props to these passengers though. Neither one of them didn't even drop the selfie stick. Like no points to them. Awesome. So, yeah, in, in this particular thing that happened, um, we were talking about it all day. I don't know, you know, I mean, if it was me, I probably would have looked to see what was going on and tried to fix it. But it was just me up there. But with a passenger, you know, what do you do? He's like, okay, I got a passenger. I need to say the passenger. I don't know how high he was either. What do you guys think in the super chat? Let us know in the super chat if you're watching this. What do you think? What would you have done if you were the tandem pilot? And you had the choice of fixing it or throwing a reserve. Um, James, um, you you do tandem, right? So what what would you have done if all of a sudden half your wing collapsed and you're in that situation? You don't, didn't know what Not happened. Not men flying like that. And, and you were just flying, you know, normal with your passenger like that first guy was that got clipped. You know, what was, would be your first instinct? I mean, I don't know. And then we can ask Brooke the same thing since he does. Well, my first instinct, I, golly, I, I probably wouldn't even have been there, or I would have tried to not be there. I, I just, I, I, I'm not a real big fan of like proximity flying, and I, I just haven't done a whole lot of it. And nobody's ever on comms, and so like I just try to stay the hell away from everybody. I hope I'm not cussing too much, but yeah. Um, but as far as I don't know, I, I don't know what I would have done. I guess. I'm sure that I'm not trained enough to throw a reserve that quick. Um, so I probably wouldn't have thrown my reserve that quick. Um, but that's probably a higher level pilot that, that assessed what he was doing, you know, quicker than I would have. I, I, that's my first instinct only because I have this weird obsession or like maybe like a, a weird, 
um, hierarchy in my head that paragliding pilots are better than paramotor pilots, um, just inherently. I'm not a paragliding pilot, but I've got re respect for paraglidings, you know, paragliding pilots. And so I think of a paragliding tandem guy as like being higher up on than than my paramotor tandem guy, you know. Anyway, Especially a European tandem paramount. Like anyone who, if you're European, like that adds a couple of points, right? Yeah. Well, that like, the tandem does like add a stretch to it, but I'm sure, like, I, if anything happened during a tandem, I would wig out because it is usually such a calm and, and, um, like for me, like I only have like really good tandem days you know i only have only have tandem days on really good weather days and so um if anything happened and i don't know it would just be so wild because nobody ever flies with me I, i'm constantly flying by myself um and so if i had to deal with that it would it would be a, a, a big shock to me um i don't know that's that's hard to say I don't want to judge the guy because, like, I really don't know how. It's difficult. How yeah, he was. he was. If he was low, then I think it, he he did the right thing. Sure, sure. Um, Which it's hard it to seems tell. like he would have like at least gotten underneath the wing before he threw the the reserve. Maybe because it's dangerous. You could throw the reserve right into the wing. You yeah, see like at least at least let it pendulum out for a yeah. second. You know. Yeah. yeah. But you could also waste perfect altitude, time yeah, and height, and you know, valuable, valuable altitude, altitude. So, yeah. So, yeah. very difficult to say. I mean, it's a tough call. I'm sure if I had the reserve with me, I would toss it. Done in the, in the chat. We see that, um, Eric says tandem pilots' first priority is safety of their passengers. Um, resurgence said, uh, low man has the right of way in most cases. Um, yeah. uh, why would you not have a reserve just asking for it? Uh, that's just Alice. I guess he's talking about, um, just I, a reserve. I, that's something that like I, I wrestle with, um, for my tandem, the way it has to set up. I don't like the way that, um, a reserve would bring you down. Um, and so it's like super scary. And well, it also so depends on it. Also depends on what kind of uh, reserve you have. You know, I got the biggest one. I got a Beamer that's steerable. You know, because yeah, I want yeah. to be able to not only steer my way to a safe landing, but also have the capability of doing a flare before I hit. Do you have um, a tandem? Do you have a tandem? Um, no, no. I just got a Beamer one thirty just for me and me and me. Uh, you know, uh, flying, but where i'm flying over here there's a lot of trees rivers creeks i mean there's a power lines houses so if something did happen and i had to throw a reserve i want to be able to steer it so um who has a steerable reserve and uh who would want a steerable reserve it's so funny I, I mean not funny i mean it's weird that i am a stickler for riding with a reserve solo but I haven't taken a reserve up on tandems. And I think that it has uh, more to do with the, the height that I go up to on tandems. Um, and, and it's just an extra, I know that is, it sounds weird, but, um, and I, I'll, I'll probably after this airing, I'll probably start hooking up that tandem on uh, tandem reserve, but um, I have it. I just, I don't hook it up. 
Um, unless I haven't had a student or a, uh, a passenger want to hook it up. They, they've all trusted me. And I guess their trust has, has given me a good feeling and, and I haven't had any incidents, any problems. That's good. It looks like Todd joined us. Welcome, Todd. Hey, Todd. Thank you for joining us, bud. Um, uh, real quick, Brooke, um, what is your thought of having thrown a reserve in a situation like what we just saw? Um, you know, ultimately, each pilot should have like a safety loop going in their brain, answering the questions. Where's my altitude? Where's my landing spot? How do I fix a situation? If that pilot had no idea what his altitude was, or he didn't know how low he was, or just didn't have a good gauge on it, the first thing he should do is throw the reserve, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if you don't know where you are in space in relationship to your fall, you don't know if you have time to make any more decisions. So the first thing you need to do is get the reserve out. Um, I carry a ballistic reserve on my tandem. That way, and what, I don't and what is a ballistic reserve? What for? What is a ballistic reserve? Um, so my reserve is carried in a canister, where if I pull on a cord, the canister is pressurized, and it basically shoots the reserve out, kind of like a pressurized, um, kind of rocket of sorts. Like a t-shirt thrower. I was just thinking that a t-shirt cannon. Like a cannon, yeah, kind of like a cannon. So, um, for me, it's just. You know, if I'm up there doing stuff solo or acro and I want to figure something out, I think I have time to work a situation out. That's up to me. But if I have a passenger, if I'm in that kind of situation, I'm probably going to pull the cord, probably going to blow my ballistic and just deal with it from then on the way down. Uh, that's okay. my situation. What kind of reserve do you have? Do you have something that's steerable or is it just around? Oh, for my tandem? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's not steerable. No, it's uh, it's so large. And uh, with the way my tandem is set up, it wouldn't be possible to use a steerable. Gotcha. Have, just, for, just, just for curiosity, um, I know that you do instructing and you do uh, trike transition and you teach foot launch and trike. Have you ever gone up and thrown a reserve just to feel what it feels like to come down on a reserve on a trike? No, no, never. Have. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I know that when we're doing SIVs, you know, we have the option of throwing a reserve just to feel what it feels like to, to come down on a reserve. And I've done that, which is very interesting. Um, but I, have, have you seen videos of somebody coming down on a reserve on a tandem? Or I mean, on just a trike in general? I don't. I, I, have, I haven't. Like, that is funny. Like, that I, I'm super trite guy and I, I i don't think i've ever even seen a video of a trike coming down on a tan on, on a reserve maybe mm -hmm. somebody could find one see what that looks like i know that on my pap unit i like to hook my my lap my front mount on the uh their the regular carabiners so that if i am coming down at least i'm coming down the way i'm used to sitting you know, I don't have to worry about a different angle. Um, but it's just in my mind that that's what's going to happen. 
And it just happened so quick. Hey, Todd, welcome. What's happening, guys? And ladies. Another beautiful day in paradise, right? I mean, we're talking about paramotors. It's a beautiful day. It is. It's been windy, though, so hopefully that'll calm down. Haven't gone flying lately? Oh, I haven't flown in a while. It's just been too too windy for me. Got That's one this morning. Yeah, I don't do mornings. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, now, you do fly a trike. Right, Todd? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I prefer foot launch, but um, Resurgence has had a couple uh, wheeled units that have been donated. And so I've uh, gone through the progression and gotten my transition. Um, so I I do fly trikes every now and then. Um, and, you know, hopefully I'll go ahead and build up, get my uh, trike tandem um, exemption and hopefully we'll be able to incorporate that into the resurgence program that's really awesome i know over at uh, i think it was bad apples i saw your your trikes they're pretty heavy duty they had shocks and all sorts of stuff uh pretty pretty intense yeah and we we've been lucky because the the two units we have right now um and, and i know that a lot of folks will i mean they they have issues with heavy units and heavy trikes and you know the legalities so, some of the reputations that might go along with some of those units, but uh, we've got a, a fresh breeze unit with the Bullock's trike um, that was donated. And the gentleman that donated it, um, he got into the sport because uh, he was having some health issues and just wanted to have one last hurrah and ended up getting a heart transplant. And they told him he wouldn't be allowed to fly anymore. And uh, so that unit was, almost brand spanking new when we got it. And then we got a, uh, a green Eagle just donated to us. And that gentleman, um, had gotten it. It was almost the same situation, but, uh, his situation was cancer related and he passed away and that unit has, you know, three hours on it or something. So we've gotten two almost brand new units and, uh, they'll, once we get the, uh, the alumni lined up, um, they'll be passed along to those alumni. So it'll be pretty awesome. Absolutely. Hey, uh, for, could you do, do us a favor, Ty? Could you tell us a little bit about Resurgence PPG, what you do, uh, mission and how we can go there and donate, please. Yeah. So the, the big thing is we get, uh, disabled and adaptive veterans involved in the sport and, you know, going back to what James was talking about earlier, there's the, there's definitely a therapeutic benefit to the sport and everybody that's been involved in it you know, regardless of what their background is, they admit that there, there is something about the sport that changes your life. And, you know, we, we've definitely seen it. And so my perspective was if we're able to change our lives, you know, through this sport, um, let's go ahead and have it impact some veterans that, that might not be in the, the best place. And, uh, we've been extremely fortunate. The, uh, paramotor community has done an exceptional job and, you know, helping us along. And, uh, we've, we're at, uh, we've got our 27th candidate, um, that is going to be starting training soon. Um, you know, which is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, JP is showing you where you guys can go to, to make donations, um, resurgencepg.com, um, donate page. And, you know, we, we try to make it to fly-ins to, to make our presence known. We, we try to, you know, 
we have our own little reunion trips that we have planned and things that, that we do just as an organization to kind of build our, uh, build the esprit de corps, if you will, and kind of continue that brotherhood of military service um, with our alumni. And uh, it, it's amazing. It, it really is amazing to see guys change and transform and see them, uh, you know, basically come out of a shell and, you know, kind of return to, you know, almost a, a normal life, you know, thanks to, you know, being able to get out and have fun with, you know, flying and it's crazy. Absolutely. I also know too, I do this, uh, I go to smile.amazon.com to be able to donate uh, when I buy something through Amazon. Uh, can you tell uh, the viewers how to do such a thing? Yeah. So if you, you go to uh, smile.amazon.com and you can go into your uh, user account profile, you can select uh, Resurgence PPG as the charity that you would like to support. And with every qualifying purchase, we get a uh, we get a percentage of it. Which an individual purchase, it's it's pennies, and you know it, it doesn't seem like much. But the amazing thing about it is uh, the amount of money we've gotten from Amazon to this point uh, is almost enough to fully pay for a sponsorship for a, a candidate. And the great thing about it is it didn't cost anybody anything. Uh, that money comes from Amazon itself, and so that that just shows the purchasing power of the paramotor community. And so if we were able to, you know, multiply the number of individuals that are using the smile.amazon account, um, you know, we would benefit tremendously from it. Yeah, it looks like JP is showing you go to smile.amazon.com and you can, anything that you buy. I mean, there was, there's absolutely nothing so far that I have bought that did not allow a donation to right. Resurgence PPG. So it seems like pretty much everything you do. And if you're, if you just go, if you're on amazon.com and you got a bunch of stuff in your, um, in your bag, you can go to smile.amazon.com and then buy it. And then that donation would go out as long as you set your, um, your thing to resurgence ppg sure. and and there like you can set your phone up to do it automatically like me i order most of my stuff from my phone on the go and and like me it's like 30 bucks like nothing and but that didn't come out of my pocket that came out of amazon's pocket yeah. of stuff that i was buying anyways so if everyone did that and put down 30 dollars like right to resurgence that would be amazing can you imagine it just, if anyone needs help with it, it's yeah, all and, it takes is a couple minutes. Please reach out, please. And we will help you set it up. Yeah. Brian, uh, he, he made a fantastic point. If you go ahead and set up uh, Charlie soap on subscription service through Amazon, because that's what my wife does. My, my wife has Charlie soap oh. on subscription. And so every month she gets a shipment of Charlie soap and that's a qualifying purchase. And so, you know, Charlie soap, you know, they're selling a great product and Amazon is making a donation to resurgence on, on that behalf. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. I'm setting up that right now as we speak. You know, there was a, a, like, I think it was about eight years ago or seven, maybe, maybe longer than eight years ago. Um, 
there was three months where the number one requested thing on Amazon was the subscription of Charlie Soap. Wow, man. that's awesome. We were, we were excited about it. That's it also so cool, dude. It has a, a climate pledge friendly on it, too. So, you know, people that want to help save the world get use uh, Charlie Soap. Bunch of tree huggers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely a tree hugger. I don't know why, but it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I like to, uh, save the environment anywhere i can well i mean we live on earth you know i mean it's not like we can yeah. move over to mars if we screw this up i mean <laughs> it always feels dirty when i you know littering or you know i don't know it's just low rent hey, Tom, steve yeah. good pastor how many applicants versus number of trains so far yeah i was getting i was getting ready i just saw that um so the the applicant piece that's kind of our achilles heel um, obviously it costs money to provide these sponsorships. And right now we've got a wait list of 62 candidates mm. and, you know, that's, that's tough for us. You know, that's, that's a significant amount of money. Um, and so we just identified our 27th that we're going to be sponsoring, um, which, wow. you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but when we, we break down what actually goes into a sponsorship, uh, it's impressive. You know, are there any? Uh, I don't mean to stop you, Todd. Are, no, no, are go there, ahead. Are there any other organizations like Resurgence BPG that, uh, that well, do this, like flying for these guys, like PPG for for these guys? So Project Airtime. Yeah, so Project Airtime is a uh, very very similar in in what they do. They're more focused on the free flight side, okay. um, and they're they are, they have a much wider net, if you will. Uh, Chris Santa Croce, when he set up project airtime, um, their, their motto is anybody can fly. So if there's a, a terminal illness or, you know, you have a, a significant disability something like that, all you have to do is, and this is kind of where they, the difference in how we're organized kind of presents itself. If you get out to point in the mountain, or you get to one of the instructors that is part of project airtime, they'll go ahead and fly you. They'll take you up on a tandem. Um, if That's awesome. there's, yeah. So if, I mean, Chris does amazing work. Um, and so one of the last candidates that we actually sponsored, we actually sponsored in conjunction with project airtime. So it was, it was a joint sponsorship kind of situation. And Chris Santa Croce was the instructor and, it was a fantastic experience and we worked together and, you know, there's a lot of mutual respect and a lot of mutual support there. Um, obviously because we have the same mission. We, we want to change lives. We want to impact people's lives. Um, so that's really the only other organization that does it. Um, but an organization that is specific to PPG, no, uh, another organization that will sponsor training to get you, all the way through training, there's nobody else that does it. And that's, that's the big difference between us and Project Airtime is they'll get you flying. Um, they'll but, get you in the air. Yeah, mo most, of the, most of the individuals that go through Project Airtime, you know, they'll, they'll get a handful of flights. A couple of them might solo, but there's really not a lot of the retention of pilots in the sport afterwards. Um, they, there's a benefit to it. 
um, because it's it's less resource intensive, they are able to sponsor and they're able to impact a lot more people than we are. Yeah. So, you know, you look at their numbers and they're, you know, they're able to impact 200 people a year. You know, we're yeah, able yeah. to we're able to impact, you know, 10 that was that was my one of my first things when I got my tandem. I don't know if, if other people do this, but like we have a um, a cancer, um, I don't know what you call it, like a um, they work with the hospice, but anyway, they raise a whole lot of money for cancer. This this cancer mm-hmm. organization here in town, and I just went to them and said, you know, if if they ever have any guys that you know or women that want to go up as like a bucket list thing, you know, like I, yeah. I would love to donate my time for that. And that's, you know, another thing with resurgence, I didn't know y'all had trikes, but like, I, I'd love to do that for guys, you know, or, or you know, for people. Um, yeah. It, it, that first flight for me was like a game changer. I mean, yep. it just, the whole thing changed everything. So it is, it is definitely amazing. Um, unfortunately, JP's got to run, but since we got Todd on here, JP is going to do another thumbnail for us since we got Todd on here. So um, you're on mute, JP, so we can't hear you when you say one, two, three. Uno, dos, tres. Oh, so Angela has her mouth open. <laughs> Angela, come Angela, on. Angela, say cheese. Come on, ready. Angela. One, two. Ready? Cheeseburgers. Cheese. Perfect. Charlie's. All right. What you got to do is take a picture on five. On five, yeah. That's pictures. What we don't have to do is take the picture on paramotor because then Sean's face is like... Motor. (laughs) Paramotor. That's why we say cheese because it's like... I know, but I just like to say paramotor. Yeah, we love paramotor. I like my thumbnails. I know. How about paramotor cheese? I love my thumbnails on Monday night. Absolutely. I look forward to that. Yes, as I'm like, JP, we need thumbnails. Well, JP, thanks thanks again, buddy. Appreciate you. Sorry you got to go. No problem, guys. Happy to be here. It's always a pleasure. I will catch you guys on the next show for sure. Big uh, shout out to everyone. It's always a pleasure here. Todd, um, Charlie, James, Charlie, James. (laughs) <laughs> Charlie James. Charlie, Charlie James. James. I love <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I lost my Zoom. I, I'm working on I can't it. see you guys. Oh, there you are. Okay. Eric, Angela, <laughs> Linda. Some, somebody's in the Will. back. Even Will. There. Even Will. You know, <laughs> he's like anti-Ohio from Ohio. Like unbelievable. <laughs> the birthplace of aviation. This guy, unbelievable. What yeah, North Carolina's first in flight, though. What right. you too, Todd? North oh. North Carolina first in flight. <laughs> yeah, first in flight. Where yeah. the first flight took it, the really, first in flight. No, the first. All that matters is like we have a better place to fly right than here in the Buckeye State. Ohio didn't have what it took, man. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. They just they they were found wanting. Oh. <laughs> Guys are killing me right now. You're, you're trying. Uh, just just move to just move to North Carolina. It'll be all right. Just just move. Yeah. The western part oh. of the state, please. We're just oh. one day. Oh. Oh. We love oh. you, JP. Oh. Yeah, we do. Oh, right. The day pardons is is beautiful. I mean that that uh, I fly. <laughs>
no so, doubt. Yeah, Dave Purdens, if you guys aren't signed up yet, be there. Dave Purdens flying on the Ohio River in Portsmouth, Ohio. If you haven't been there, it's the flying to get to. It's uh, amazing. You know, fog flights right over the school. It's just uh, a fantastic place to be. So, and Tim please. Horton's donuts are freaking awesome. Who's Tim Horton's donuts are there? Tim Horton's. Timmy yeah. O's. Yeah, I, I guess it's like a Dunkin' Donuts, but a Canadian version of it. Yeah. Yummy. Now they just need to bring ice cream out there, Will. There you go. There you I'm go. All right, you guys. I love you all. Thanks we'll so much. We'll see you on the next show. All right. Peace, Peace out. Thank you. Yeah. So um, Brian Waller was asking how much it typically costs to train a student. And the cost varies, obviously, because we we sponsor through different schools and different instructors. Um, but we normally budget uh, $7,000. And that sounds like a crazy amount. Um, but the way it's broken down is we usually budget $3,500 to cover the training tuition itself to pay for the class. Uh, we'll go ahead and the, the other 3,500 will be uh, utilized for uh, lodging during the, the course of the training. Um, we'll pay for travel. Uh, usually, you know, most of the guys elect to drive from their home to the training location. So we pay them mileage and then we'll also pay a per diem to cover their meals and incidental costs while they're there. And um, so uh, all those costs, you know, just for transparency reasons, I'm, I'm, and I'm not a really smart guy. Um, all of the costs can be determined by going on the government GSA website. And you can look at what does the government pay for travel? What does the government pay for lodging for a specific uh, location? And what do they pay for a per diem rate in a specific geographic location? And I look at those numbers, I add it up, I multiply it by 10, 14 days, whatever, whatever the length of the training is, and boom, that's the number. That's how we figure out how much it's going to cost us. So it's probably a good close, close estimation. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know Brian's down in Southern Alabama and I need to really keep it simple for him. Um, <laughs> but but I, I hope, I hope that's a simple enough breakdown. And I also want to remind Brian that George is still the national champions. So. That sucks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh man. And apparently Kelby doesn't like my hat. I was having a bad hair day, Kelby, so I needed to put a hat on. I've been having that bad hair year. That's why you always see me with a hat on, too. Always a bad hair day. Yep. No, I, I live in the beanie hat out here in the northern country, <laughs> I call it that. So beanie hats are good. Some days you, you yeah, you got those bad hair days, you got to throw the beanie on. I works for me. For sure. Beanie's the only thing that'll fit on my cranium. <laughs> <laughs> um, do do we have any other questions for for James, um, in the on the panel or in the super chat that I missed? I, I can't believe Todd that you haven't done tandems yet. So it, and here's the crazy thing about it, and this is what you know. I, I've had a number of people talk to me about it because. Um, I have traveled around so much and I've sat in so many training classes 
and you know i've i've shadowed and i've helped out with classes and stuff you know people always ask me why why haven't i become an instructor and done that thing and for me it's pretty important um from the resurgence perspective that i don't become an instructor and the reason is is i want to be able to share our stories and the stories of the veterans with the schools that we send the folks to have you um, spent so, any time? I'm, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. But have you spent any time with people learning how to be instructors? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's yeah. that was a big deal for me. I'm, yeah, and so I mean, I hung out. I mean, plenty. I mean, I've I've been down to classes with uh, One Up Adventures and have kind of shadowed and helped out with them, um, even when we haven't had candidates going through training. Um, you know, so it's been a lot of time, uh, you know, with Travis Burns and, you know, he's kind of been my mentor in all of this. Um, no, yeah, no. but, you know, but again, I, I think it's really important for resurgence not to get into the instructor game. Um, you know, I think, you know, from a, from a tandem introduction standpoint, I, I think we can definitely benefit and that'd be beneficial to the program. But that would be as far as it goes, because I think it's just way too important to share these sponsorships and these stories with the rest of the community. You know, for me, like maybe it's because I'm um, a uh, professional and my brothers would laugh at me if they heard me say that. But um, if, you know, I have a company to run, too, but I, I did the tandem and got my BFI. And just this just recently, I went through the instructor training with Noah. Um, but I don't know if I'll ever become an instructor. I just, I think that like, I wanted to have the tandems so, so I could take people up and I wanted to do that the correct way. Um, and so I got the BFI, the right. flight instructor, um, to do that. But, um, I think I just really want to know all there is to know or that, that I can know about the sport. And so it's not that I want to become an instructor, but I just went through the instructor class just because it's more, you know, it's right. just another, just more, you know, to learn um, about the sport. And it's like the SIV. I don't think I'm ever going to really get into a whole lot of acro, but it's just, I feel like I had to do it. You know, I had to experience it. Yeah. yeah. Now, and it's funny because I've, I've had this conversation a number of times with uh, Travis and Kyle Mooney, you know, they've, they've kind of been pushing me towards that, but Again, I, I think, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but I, I think it's really important to maintain that separation between resurgence and schools. Until, I mean, knowing what I know about um, running a business, and I don't know how the nonprofit is, but I'm sure it's basically the same. Um, somebody's got to be there to do it. And so, mm -hmm. like, you, you can't have anything pull you away. I mean, even paramotoring can't pull me away from my midday stuff. Um, and Charlie, so, uh, it, and, um, I'm sure my brothers would laugh if they heard me say that, but, um, still, I, I, it's, it's an important thing. And I can understand not wanting to become an instructor because that too is an important thing right. for those people, you know? And so you, you'd have to neglect one for the other just because of how important it is. Um, and that's, that's, I talked to Leah, you know, Catula about it. Um, we're, I don't know, we hit it off early and she's really cool. Friend oh, she's awesome. Um, and, and she, 
I don't know if she was trying to talk me out of being an instructor um, or, or, or saying that she doesn't think I was going to be a good instructor, but she, I think she, she's put more focus on emphasizing that being a mentor would be a good, you know, right. Half stepping if, if not, um, I don't know. You, you talk about different stuff as a mentor than you do as an instructor. Um, and there's, there's different, different needs. You know, yeah. The, and it, and it, it's funny you bring that up because there's a, uh, there's a guy here in the, the Charlotte area that, you know, his, his schedule and everything just doesn't allow him to, to get out and, you know, do a, a full, you know, boot camp, you know, week long style training. And he, uh, he reached out on Facebook and I was kind of like, Hey, you know, I can go ahead and like show you some things, you know, I can, you know, work with you a little bit. And, um, one of our alumni lives near me. And so we're like, Hey, we'll go ahead and team up on this guy and, you know, help him out a little bit. And the, the first time we met, I was like, listen, we are not instructors. We are not here to teach you. We are mentors. We are here to answer questions. We're here to show you what we can and, you know, share some of that knowledge, but you know, right off the bat, we want to make sure that you understand that we're not providing any training for you and yeah. you're, you're not being trained by us. And that's, we're not a, that's a big deal. And, and, and the, I think people need to, to know that distinction. And yep. I, I've been, um, I'm starting to be more present at, 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 at training facilities and training situations and like be a fly on the wall. And like you were saying, like get to watch that through. Um, but I haven't seen it enough really to be an instructor. Brooke was on here earlier. He's seen it way more than I have. And he's got like five years less of flying, and, but he's, he's just seen that, that school mentality. And, and until I, I, or, or that school, you know, that atmosphere work right. so many times that he knows what it, I mean, and I've seen him train and some people say that, you know, people with less hours or less time or, or years in the sport don't, necessarily need to be a trainer but there's some people that have focused on being present you know during those training sessions and and really have picked it up and brooks one of them he, i've seen him he's a he's a real real deal um, yeah as an instructor but um i, I don't know if i am i, I think that what I, my main concern was I, I was in a situation one time where i was on the radio with a guy that was forcing me not forcing me but he was going to take his first flight that day and nobody was going to be on the radio with him. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like a responsibility because of, a, you know, my trike experience to be there on the radio with him. And I was not helpful to him whatsoever. I, I was not capable of doing what, what needed to be done and saying what needed to be said at the right time. I was, I was cool. I was calm and I was collected and I knew like what I was, what I was saying was helpful a little bit, but I don't think that I was like really, who I needed to be. And so yeah. I knew that after that day, I, I needed to eventually become an instructor just, just for the off chance that I was put in that situation again. So I wouldn't, you know, just be sitting there with my proverbial thumb on my butt. So, yeah. So apparently there was a, a question that uh, Eric was asking. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, you're on mute. Right. 
Will's on mute, so. Yeah, rookie mistake. Hey, so Eric was asking, uh, Eric PPG Lear wants to know where you hung your paramotor, dude. In my truck. On the rearview mirror? Yeah. Yeah, man. I didn't, that's a great place for it, too. It's that's where it's supposed to go, right? Starter. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's where I put mine. You got one of those things from, uh, what was it, Portugal or something? The Was it Portugal? I, Eric's in it I have no idea where it came from. Where? Uh-uh. Bulgaria. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Hand-painted. Yeah, yeah, Eric gave me the uh, he gave me the pick, and so I got one that was very similar to my uh, Gen Falcon in color scheme. So I've got a awesome. Charlie Soap one um, that I got first year of a Paramotor, and I, I saw those things on online. I was like, man, I need one of those. That was when I need Charlie Soap everything in the sport, and so I've got well, we all need Charlie Soap everything in the sport. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, sir. We're wearing the shirt. <laughs> Oh, man. It's um, 9.05. We've been yeah. chatting for more than two hours, which is awesome. I um, haven't been here that long, though, so we're good. Anybody need to leave? Uh, I, I, actually, um, I, I actually do need to, to leave. I, I didn't expect us to, to have two hours. I, I'd, I'd stay on here forever, actually. Um, <laughs> but I'm about to. Uh, and we haven't even really touched on any of the stories. that. No, we uh, didn't. Some stories. I well, mean, we've before, all got so many stories, but before you go, um, let's walk through this one real quick. Okay. My, my it was real quick and I had no idea where I was going to put it down. I so just, what, so what it, happened? You had a motor oh, on or something? Yeah. And my, I remember if, if you pause it, um, yeah, I was just flying along and there you can see my feet fly up when the, when the motor went out. Um, Let's see right about i'd say here yep there, yep. there it was and then um i thought about turning right but the wind was going left to right and so pause it like right about here my i talked to my instructor and he said uh he's he was like i didn't teach you that and i was like what are you talking about and he goes right when you went into the um in the to the corridor right there um, and you'll see what i'm talking about I got over to the right side as far as I possibly could because I knew um, the the wind was coming from the left and and right at the tree level it's going to be going a little bit faster than like above it and, and just because and so I I got to the right side and as soon as it got down to the level where my wing was coming down to the level of the of the trees it weather vaned sure enough into the wind. And it was like a, I, I ended up landed on the left-hand side of the road, even though I lined up for the right-hand side of the road. He was like, man, I didn't teach you that. And I was like, man, this last minute, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And so like, I guessed right, you know. And, um, and if, I'm, I'm looking at this too, and I'm thinking, man, even if I'm coming in uh, foot launch, I got lines that go out to to the tips of my my wing. Am I going to get it caught? So yeah. that's what I'm looking at right now. It's like, were you worried about your your lines getting caught in these trees? Somehow, I just uh, no, nah, it didn't bother me. It didn't yeah, bother it doesn't me. even look like there's there's room for a wing through there. No, yeah, and I'm getting. I don't know if you can tell on the video, but I was like really trying to get to the right hand side of the, of 
of everything. And then right about here is when it like goes to the left. You see how it like it tries to go over there to the left. Anyways, it was really. Yeah, I watched this. Look at that. Did you see that, Sean? What's yeah, that? I just landed over the the mailbox. When he lands, when he lands over the mailbox. So I'm just gonna yeah, let this. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna let this uh, go full speed. And I'm telling you right now, if I was if I was doing this on foot launch, I would have. It was I awesome. Been, I was, I was so pleased. It was just such a non-event, you know. I mean, and watch the wing. Boom! You see the velocity <laughs> edge wing from um, Black Hawk. So, did you get a new LZ out of the deal? Um, no, but they, they I didn't have, invite you back. <laughs> like we've been, we were talking about um, Kamikaze landings. Like I've always wanted to go and go back there and land there. Um, just because I know I could do a way better job now than I did. <laughs> it looks like you almost took a mailbox out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Was there anybody there? Did they come out and go, um, what happened? Next door, next door, somebody came out. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they were laughing. They were like, man, that guy's on, on vacation. He's like, he would be super mad that you were in his yard. And I was like, well, he doesn't have to know. Oh, girl, yeah, right. You were lucky. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, James Sutherland, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you are a wealth of knowledge. We had so much fun, even though we didn't go through the, the all the lists that we talked about before okay. uh, we went live. We talked for two over two hours. So, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to need a five-hour podcast next time to talk with James because he's just talked so much. Well, I, if you... Um... I really appreciate being here, seriously, and anybody listening to any kind of paramedic stories that I've got. I, I know there's a bunch of some wild paramedic stories out there, and, like, everybody's got at least one. Uh, that's why we get in this sport. Um, right. So if you ever want me back on, I'll, I'll, I'll try to come on and tell some stories. Oh, Absolutely. heck yeah. Absolutely. I know where to find you. Yeah. I know where to find you. Yeah. And, and you're on our guest chat, so you'll know every yep. time that we go out uh, and, nice. and you'll know the uh, the ID and passcode. So just jump yep. on anytime. You can be part of the panel. Everybody here is part Absolutely. of the panel, you know, was was, was a guest. Yeah, it's um, kind of a cool, kind yep. of a cool uh, you know, platform. I like it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you cool. so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, James, so much. Appreciate it. Right, Y'all have a good, good night and buy a bunch of, bunch of Charlie soap. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, James. Nice. Um, all of his links are down below in uh, in the links uh, or the um, description down below. So make sure you go over and check everything out. The only thing I don't have is charliesoap.com, but hey, it's charliesoap.com. Right, um, so we're going to go ahead and kill this uh, um, this podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys jumping on and, and hanging out with us for two hours, two hours and 11 minutes. I know that you have other things to do in your life, like go fly, but hey, you're here with us, so we appreciate it. On right. Tuesday nights, um, we have another uh, paramotor hangout. And uh, Eric, if you want to talk to us about that real quick. He's trying to find a mute button. There you go. No, no, I no, I. Uh, so tomorrow's show, we have a two new pilots from Las Vegas that we're going to be talking out on ppglear.com, which is the Tuesday night hangout show. So hopefully uh, everybody will tune in and learn about them and go from there. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much for, for hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, Flying Flamingo Jade, uh, you got a Wednesday night uh, show without... Um, yes, Joe. 
yep. go ahead and go ahead and tell us about that real quick. Wednesday night, paramotorgirl.com. Uh, girls just want to fly. We have another skydiver on, Elizabeth Ann, and uh, we're going to learn about um, her story of how she falls out of the sky. Wow, that's awesome. Can't wait. That's paramotorgirl.com. And then on Yay. Thursday, we got another famous person that uh, talks about paramotoring and paragliding. Oh. And we got Linda Anderson, which is the mom of the famous person. Linda Anderson, right. tell us about that famous person. Robert Michaels, of course. The one and only from San Diego. Yeah, um, we have a great show on Thursday night. Paraglidingtalk.com. Y'all know where to be on Thursday night. Hang out with us. Always shenanigans and always great guests. And uh, and a lot of times you'll find Todd right there too. There you go. Yeah, awesome. you never know who's gonna pop in in the Zoom. So you guys all join us. Thank you so much chatters and viewers and everything. I wanna say much love. We appreciate you all every Monday night following our show, everything. We always have a blast and I enjoy you all. So and if you want to be on the show, just get up with Linda Anderson by going to ParamomUSA.com. It forwards over to our Facebook page to say, hey, I want to be on the show. And we also got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. Tell us a little bit about your fun shenanigans and how to get up with you. You can uh, get up with me by going to YouTube.com forward slash Will Fly or WillFlyPPG.com. Hopefully have a new video coming out this week. I know. I know. I want to get I want to get a, a glimpse of that. I, I want to know before it's put out there for the public and you're not even going to share it with us. Just the tip. That's all ah. I'm going to say. Just the tip. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys make sure you go to willflyppg.com and hit subscribe and watch this new video that's coming out. It will blow your mind. Um, we also got Todd from Resurgent PPG. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and talking to us a little bit about Resurgent PPG um uh, tell us uh, how to get to resurgence ppg and how we can donate to you just uh resurgencepg.com and you can go ahead and select the donate link at the top of the page send us a whole bunch of money or equipment we can use both that's awesome uh, uh money or equipment and if you have seven thousand dollars laying around you send that to him he can get someone uh, up in the air uh, pretty darn quick so once again thank you guys very much we appreciate you all have a wonderful evening and we'll see you tomorrow on ppglear.com is that is that what we're going to ppg lear or is it uh, ppg shane tomorrow is it lear or shane ppg lear all right so it's ppg lear l-e-a-r and uh we'll see you there y'all have a wonderful evening and awesome. uh fly safe thanks good so night. much y'all have a good night y'all have a good one